Welcome to the Man Cave, the only podcast hosted by two best friends with nothing in common except their names. I'm Mandy Kaplan. And I'm Mandy Fabian. Every week, we test the limits of our friendship by arguing over movies and books, the latest trends, and of course, all of Mandy's dumb ideas. And they're always so dumb. Mm-hmm. Grab a couch. Let's get to it. I can improvise too, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know what was not a dumb idea? What? Seeing something rotten at Five Star oh. Theatricals last weekend. You are so right. We did this randomly, separately. But we agree on musical theater and how much we both love that. That's True. not ever a bone of contention, although we may disagree about which kinds of musical theater we like, right? You said bone. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be that way. Yeah, I get it. Something yeah. rotten is a very... Sexy musical. Oh, was was it There's too sexy a, for your girls? Not at all. My kids, are you kidding? My kids know all about it. Isn't they it? They love it. Oh, God. In I fact, love they, that show. All weekend, they've been listening to the music and there's a song that, it, it's a really funny device for those of you that haven't seen it. Um, it's a it's about the time of Shakespeare, right? The, rena, the Renaissance and, yep. and Shakespeare is portrayed as this like rock star figure that everybody adores. He's like a rock star. Everyone swoons over him. And um, he sings this song about how hard it is to be the bard. And mm-hmm. there's a line where it goes, it's sexy, but it's hard. And all weekend, my kids have been running around going, it's sexy, but it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's very funny. It makes me laugh every time. They know I'm a sucker for it. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, and Justin Michael Wilcox is a phenom. He is so good isn't as he? the lead Nick Bottom. I know. Yeah. I saw him no. as uh, in Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. I saw him do the Steve Martin role in the musical. And I like this is a person we know personally. He does miscast coming up March 13th in North Hollywood. He's he's a very talented, energetic, incredible human being. Yeah. But when you see him on stage in a role like this, it's like he's the second coming. He's so good. I feel like to me, he's if a younger, maybe like more handsome Steve Carell did musicals. Oh, oh, that's so interesting. I I think his timing is so perfect. Yes. And his voice and just, I love, I love him. I love watching him on stage. And And I thought he was killer. He's a dancer before he's anything else. So it's like, are you kidding that all of this talent and he can lead that those dance numbers lead them yeah because it was yeah. brian darcy james on broadway who can dance and then whoever i saw it on the national tour could dance but they yeah. weren't dancers yeah so for justin yeah. to oh justin yeah. michael wilcox uh yeah yes Shout if you're in los angeles go see something rotten it, yes. it's great for the whole family it's you don't stop laughing and smiling through yeah. the whole thing and you and i still haven't stopped and we saw it days ago it's just yeah, really good. It is wonderful. Totally in agreement. And you gave me the gift of a lifetime. Did I come and give without taking? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, yes. Uh, no, but I I mean, what we watched this week. Yes. Um, do you want to just jump into it? Yeah. The woman in the window across the street from the girl in the house. The woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. Shit. But that's very close. Oh. Yeah. Pete, so can yeah. you swap that out so that it sounds like I was right and she was wrong? Thanks, doll. 
<laughs> no. Okay. Doesn't he do that every week? I feel like I never make mistakes, but in the podcast, it sounds like I do. I do. I does. Oh, perfect. Okay. So um, this thing is uh, created by a trio of groundlings, Hugh Davidson, Larry Dorff, and Rachel Ramras. And it is a parody of sorts of mm-hmm. all of those trendy thrillers, the girl in the Girl on the Train, Girl Gone, Woman in the Window, Gone Girl. Mm -hmm. And it is a parody, yet it is also a gripping mystery like all of those things. So they toe the line. They are actually telling a story and you're wondering who the guilty party is and you're along for the ride. But then they're really playing up tropes and cliches and doing it with such a wink. And it's so much fun. It's on Netflix. Yep. Starring everybody's favorite. I defy you to find somebody who does not like Kristen Bell. I defy you. I'm sure I can find her, someone who doesn't. Because I feel like there's always, you know, there's something I think is a no-brainer. And there's always somebody who's like, I don't know, she doesn't do it for me. Like, what? That person's wrong. I have to say, first of all, when I watched it, I thought, oh, I I didn't get it. I didn't, it was so like a thriller it reminded me of that um, Lifetime thing that that uh, Kristen Wiig and Will Ferrell did. Right. Do you know the one I'm talking about? I do. Where they, where, did, you, they were in a drama, but everybody assumed it was a comedy because it was them. Well, yeah. Also because it wasn't like it was a great drama and they're both good actors. Mm-hmm. So it was this weird thing where it wasn't really a great drama, but it wasn't funny. But you kept going, isn't it supposed to be funny? So I, at first I thought this was... It took a it took a while before there was anything like I wasn't even getting not until maybe she dropped the casserole dish for like the second or third time. Did I start to get, okay? oh, wait, wait, something is off here. And then when I started to get the little Easter eggs of jokes that are placed throughout, then by probably episode two, I was like, wait a minute. I know these names. Who's a Hugh Dorf or whatever, right? And I looked and it's the three people who created Nobodies, mm-hmm. who is easily, that's easily one of my all-time favorite television shows of all time. And nobody saw it. Right. No pun intended. Right. And did you watch Nobodies? No. <gasps> oh, it's a lot of noise. Okay. Yeah. Nope. I'm sorry, but Nobodies is is great. It's great TV. It's um the can I go to the premise of Nobody's real quick? It's real quick. Sure. So Nobody's is the three groundlings who basically didn't get famous. Mm-hmm. And they're a writing team and they're writing on this shitty animated kids show like the Fartmans or the Fartlemans or something. Mm-hmm. And they hate it. And they first episode like are trying to pitch this movie that they have and they they accidentally say that Melissa McCarthy's attached because they're so desperate. Mm-hmm. And they were they did groundlings with her ages ago. So the whole show is really about them trying to get Melissa McCarthy to help them in their career. And then there's love stories and stuff. But they're genius performers, brilliant writers. I loved that show so much and then it got canceled which is such a bummer because they're not famous enough right <laughs> so i'm really happy that they're doing this thing it's right it's and it's great yeah yep absolutely now i i watched it over a week ago and i have no memory these days so i wrote down yeah. pete play 52 seconds of the first episode to one minute and 21 seconds My husband used to tell me that I have an overactive imagination, that I drink too much, that I can't let go of the past, that I make plans and cancel them, 
that I never wear a jacket but then complain that I'm cold, that sometimes I speak with a British accent even though I'm not British. He's right about all of it. That's why he left me. Now that everyone has heard it, it's like a summary. Is she, she's talking in a British accent. It like sets up the whole thing. And it was tonally perfect. And it gives you a sense of how all of these things start and how all of these things feel. Um, but I don't remember what she said because I wrote it down a week ago. So That's I okay. hope everybody I enjoyed it. <laughs> I didn't remember Matthew McConaughey's Oscar speech either. So, you know, we're good. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting because, see, I the first episode, I would like to go back and see that. And I will when I listen to this episode, I'll hear mm-hmm. it because I didn't. It was so subtle. I didn't get it. I really didn't get that it was a comedy. I mean, it is so subtle. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah. I, I mean, how many of these things have you watched? How many of these movies? Gone Girl. Oh, and... all of them. Okay. No, wait, no, wait, no, 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 no. Sorry. I watched Girl on a Train because yes. we did it for our podcast. Right. Uh, and I watched Gone Girl, but I did not see The Woman in the Window. Mm. I read the book, though. So mm-hmm. I read these kinds of books. Sure. Which Me I thought, too. it doesn't matter if you've seen the things even, because the books are so... There's always, like, a drunk woman who thinks she saw a murder right. Right. and then everyone thinks she's crazy because she's an alcoholic because right. something terrible happened to her. Because people are just alcoholics unless something terrible happened to you. Did you know that? There's always a big, um, a child dies or I, something. Right. Well... Spoiler, first episode, she's talking to her daughter, Elizabeth, and just the way they lit the scene, I was like, oh, this is the ghost of her daughter. Clearly, this daughter's <laughs> not alive. And boom, the daughter's dead. It it just, it if you, I would like to go back and watch it again because of all the subtleties. You said they were subtle, but I think if you're looking, then you know that you are required by Hollywood law to have a clawfoot tub if you are in one of these movies. So she takes a bath in her clawfoot tub. <laughs> Um, she, and the casseroles, <laughs> dropping of the casseroles yeah. in slow motion. And then highlight of the pilot by far, <sighs> this character, whose name is Anna, as they all are, all these ladies are named Anna or Emma. <laughs> and then the, there's an Emma in this and an Anna. She has a fear of the rain. That Oh to my me God, that is, is so brilliant. So brilliantly funny. <laughs> so of course, anytime it starts to rain, she has a meltdown and faints in the rain. And it drops a casserole. It is so funny. And Kristen so Bell funny. is so sincere. Oh but my God, in yes. on the joke. So it's just like really solid performance, but also very funny. Yes, I agree. I do think that she, she didn't wink at all. I, I have to say, like when Rachel Ramos is in episode two or three or something, and mm-hmm. she gives to me she gives the right tone of slightly funny like she at least lets me know there's a little bit of comedy she leans into it just a little bit still grounded she's in like the support group right yeah she just has one scene with k-bell yeah yes and and kristen pell was so dramatic and so good but i i was there i definitely that would be my one my one criticism is like i wanted to laugh more than i did and i think sometimes she was so good at the dramatic part of it that I was like, okay, now I'm just watching a drama and, you know. Right. The research team looked up fear of rain and it's real. It's called (laughs) ombreophobia. What? No. I looked it up. (gasps) And that's crazy. Oh Um, my God, that's so How many episodes did you watch? 
I watched all of them. <gasps> yes. I was no. scared. I was going to be like, oh, well, I shouldn't say that because you haven't seen the last few. Okay. No, it was that kind of show for me. Like it was, I really enjoyed dipping in. Like I said, for the dramatic parts, I got, it got a little bit like, ugh, you know, I liked the funny. But what was fun for me, it was like a game, right? You watch this and you're looking, for me, I was looking for the comedy. I was looking for the little, and I wanted it to go, but so then it creates this tension. So then when someone says or does something really fucking funny, like the fingerprinting scene, right? Or like when she's looking up the murderer She's looking up the guy to see if he's his sorted past online. And every time she finds something on the web, she says, bingo. bingo. Like, and uh-huh. she says bingo like five times in 60 seconds. It is yes. so funny. Yes. So yeah. in the plot, she is a grieving single or, you know, she has divorced her husband, yep. who is her therapist. <laughs> on on the phone. and um, But you don't find that out till the last episode. Okay. And spoiler alert, a handsome guy moves in across the street. He's got a beautiful little daughter. They introduce themselves. There's some chemistry, but uh oh, he has a girlfriend that she finds out about. Then she sees the girlfriend brutally murdered in the window across the street. And thus, the hijinks ensue. Yes. And then the, she calls yes. the cops. The cops don't believe her. And in episode three, Pete, please play the, the cop's speech about the book at Three minutes to three minutes and 42 seconds. How's this book? I've heard good things about this. The woman across the lake. When high-powered attorney Grace St. James escapes to her dream house by the lake, her dream becomes a nightmare after she witnesses a gruesome murder. I could see how something like this could make your imagination run wild. Oh my God, I didn't imagine it. I don't know if you know this, but it's illegal to make a false report, Anna. It wasn't a false report, please. You ha- you have to believe me. You want me to write her up? No. I don't think that's going to be necessary. Do you, Anna? No. Why don't you sleep it off and figure out how you're going to apologize to your neighbor in the morning? I love the cop. I love that she's like, oh, you're reading House Across the Lake, huh? This is a bestseller (laughs) about women in peril and unreliable narrators. She like sums it all up in case anybody wasn't in on it. Like by episode three, this cop in 41 (laughs) seconds just lays it out for us in such a wink. And I I love the wink in that. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's so funny because like, of course, I thought it was hilarious, but I did. Patrick wasn't so interested in watching it. I wonder, I would like him to watch it because I'm curious if someone who hasn't read these books and seen these thrillers would think it was that funny. I know people have had a hard time with it because they're like, what is this exactly? But I think if you know the genre, of course, it's so hysterical, like the way she fills her red wine all the way up to the very, very lip of the wine glass. It's like convex. Giant... On the... <laughs> She has that giant bowl of wine corks and she just grabs wine bottles and she has this wine opener thing that like she can open a bottle of wine in two seconds and pop the cork out in this giant overflowing bowl, which she then has sex on later in the series. I mean, it's just 
Like it's so not an overt comedy, but the, so that then when the times when you see the books stacked in her studio of mm-hmm. you two could be an artist, how to be an artist, you also can be an artist. Like it's the dumbest thing in the world and it makes me so happy. <laughs> My favorite device that I died at by by the third episode, the same handyman is fixing her mailbox <laughs> throughout eight episodes. All he's doing is fixing the mailbox. It is yeah. so funny. Like at one point she's outside looking across the street and he's just testing the little flag to make sure it goes up and down, you know? And then she ends up like getting him involved slightly. His name is Buell. And he, it, it is one of those perfect things that as somebody who tries to write comedy, uh, I would think of that, put it on the page. And I feel like everyone would say, that's too much. You can't do that. You have to take that out. And I feel like they got, they did it and got away with it. And I thank them for it. They totally did. But that's an example of where I think Kristen Bell being so grounded and real. So when she talks about how Buell's been working for them for like eight years, right? (laughs) (laughs) And all you see him do is fix the mailbox for the entire several weeks or whatever this yeah. is going on. She's And and in, even in flashbacks, I think he's still fixing the mailbox. I think you're it, right. Oh, that, so that kind of ridiculousness offsetting that super, super grounded reality. Like her, she's an artist, right? So, you know, you would, you would believe that. And she paints pretty beautiful things for the mm-hmm. most part, right? And, mm-hmm. and and then that's when she talks about how she grew, she discovered she loves painting and she had to be in bed with her because she was pregnant and she had to be laid up in bed. And then she's painting in bed and she looks like she is painting masterpiece after masterpiece. But of course, paint, she's laying in bed. So they've set up an easel over her right, right, and she's right. painting and she's completely spattered <sighs> with paint. But they, so they, I really feel like they found this way to make it like ridiculous, but not airplane or uh, you know, naked right. gun ridiculous, right. right? Right. Oh, God. And then they would back off and then it would just be a serious mystery drama kind of thing again. Did you know who had done it? I knew from like the third frame of this thing and I spoiled it for Jer. You knew who the real killer was? Of course. You didn't? No. Yes. I don't think we can tell people. Do you think okay. we can tell people who the killer is? But okay, but no, but now I want to know how you knew. How could you possibly know? Because I've read so many of these things. There's a like a rhythm to them and there's a, a like, oh, I see. I got it right from the start. But there's no way anyone would suspect this person. <laughs> I mean, I I knew. OK, I knew. all right. Well, I'm going to when we're offline, I'm going to ask you because I really want to know like what 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 the thing was. Yeah. And you can ask Jer, too, because I, I don't want you to think I'm exaggerating. I called it really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And I felt free to do so because, yes, it was a mystery, but it was a comedy. You know, I wasn't. Oh, I didn't feel like I was spoiling it. Yeah, it happens to have a pretty good mystery, but it's more silly than mystery, I would say. Right. Mm -hmm. Like it's got a good story, but it's not like you're you're on the edge of your seat dying to know what happens. There were moments when like the guy, the hot neighbor who she thinks killed his girlfriend. Right. Yeah. When she's breaking into his house, you know, and following him and finds out that he's going to do a ventriloquist act at stand-up and not, in fact, getting rid of a dead body. That was hilarious. Unbelievable. Uh, 
Yeah. That he, when he starts laying out the way that she's behaving, the way that he does it is so funny because in these books, right, these women act crazy. <laughs> and they're so always so like, am I crazy? And it's like, yeah. Actually, you are. You're not supposed to break into people's houses and follow them and everything when you're drinking and you're taking uh, pills that make you hallucinate, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So funny. I I thought all the casting was so good in this. Yeah, I loved everybody's performance and everyone was well-suited. I wrote down episode three this series sponsored by Turtlenecks. (laughs) She wore a lot of neutral colored turtlenecks. And then... What was the neighbor's last name who moved in across the street? Oh, I don't remember. It was Coleman. I'm sorry. Are you saying Goldman or is it is it gold cold Coldman? <laughs> that gives you so much joy and here it, I forgot it. I'm so sorry. That's okay. I, if our regular <laughs> listeners are are laughing and laughing cuz they remember that from the lost daughter. Um, oh yeah. And okay, so now I'm in the back half of the series. Other things I loved. Every time she's leaving somewhere, someone says, wait, and she has to turn around dramatically and and find out what they have to say. Oh, that's funny. I didn't notice that. It happened a lot. And it's (laughs) uh, delightful. And then remember my pet peeve about how everybody on TV and movies drinks their coffee black? (laughs) The cop Did they address it? The cop says, could I have sugar in my coffee? And I was like, oh, oh somebody there. asks for something in their coffee. There you go. See, so this this show ticked off all the boxes for you. It really did. I, I uh, really, uh, two of my favorite moments. Well, when she's having her like, I'm back to life. Like, I'm going to get my life together. And she reupholsters her, her chair. She has, a, she has spilled a big glass of red wine early in the series and then yep. when she's decided to get clean and sober she takes carries the chair up the stairs into her attic and in cute little overalls <laughs> she reupholsters a giant chair and she has a stack of books you too can reupholster your chair diy reupholstery like yep. so funny i wrote I all that. that down exactly like you said yeah oh god and i and i loved 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 loved. Of course, you know me. I'm a dirty birdie. So of course I loved it. But the sex with the guy mm-hmm. was so goddamn funny. I mean, if you don't have time, if this isn't your genre, if you don't want to watch the show at all, okay. But you have to find this scene with this guy that that multiple, like they have sex everywhere, all over the house, and they have it in every cliched television way. But they also have it in this ridiculous bonking way like they're just going at it like animals. it is episode <laughs> five. Oh, and i made myself a note but carol was watching what does that mean who's carol carol was the neighbor who kept like the nosy neighbor who's like she's a drunk yes okay mm-hmm. yeah okay. yeah i think she was watching at one point i think they were like doing it in the living room the and window. carol yeah. you know is standing shaking her head like oh unbelievable which mm-hmm. is so ridiculous right like Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, that was such a great riff on that thing of like, of course, she's going to meet the hot guy and have her. <laughs> and she says, I haven't been fling. touched in such a long time before that <laughs> montage. Yeah. Okay. So more highlights. Episode six, she goes to visit her daughter's tombstone, the graveside. Mm-hmm. 
because it's her daughter's birthday. And she brings a casserole to her daughter's (laughs) grave. Yes. Uh, Yeah. And did you notice? Did you notice what the tombstone said? Life is for living and so are casseroles. Did it say that at one point? I missed that one. I wrote that down. So we (gasps) wouldn't... What did okay, the tombstone say? Because the very first one. Okay, now I have to look it up. The very first one says, "In heaven, you can dance like no one is watching." Oh my god! Yes. Okay, I think I wrote that down. Yeah. And then, uh, then there was a second one. I only saw two different ones, but I don't remember what the second one was. But it was something like, oh, it was something else to do with heaven. I can't remember. Yeah. Heaven is a place on earth, or something. It was really silly, but they kept changing what it said. But the tombstone, said, right? Oh. What is the significance, though, of the casseroles? Well, just it's a very cliched image from these movies. So, is it? Yeah. And I remember it like it's very, uh, to me, it's iconically dead to me, which I know is slightly different. But that TV show, Dead to Me, the neighbor, yeah. the nosy neighbor turns up with a casserole and Christina Applegate unleashes on her. She's like, a casserole should fix my husband's death. And, you know, and like it's it's a very uh, iconic thing to bring your neighbor a casserole and so okay i see i thought it was a a a a a commentary on like this genre and i don't remember casseroles from the books Mm. but it but i did what i took it as it was just making fun of like suburban just kind of raising that like this is what moms do is we make casseroles and bring them to our neighbors or to our dead daughter it was very funny it worked for me i just was like i think yes and i think it appears in these books and movies too as as a you know yeah, got it. A new it. family yeah. moved in across the street. I'll bring them a casserole. What's happening in the house across the street? It's just a very easy device to to have yeah. our unreliable narrators enter rooms and homes and lives. Yeah. So episode, oh, sorry. Amazing twist. I wrote this. Ex-husband is therapist. So obviously we didn't learn that until episode seven. And he takes a call during an interrogation. I wrote it down because I thought that was really funny. <laughs> the police are interrogating him and he just like answers his phone. No, 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 no. He's still a criminal psychiatrist. Oh, okay. So he's he's interviewing an inmate. Right. And it's like, hold on, I got to take this. And then, talk. you know, like he would never, it would never happen. Right. Because like he setup. brought his daughter to take your daughter to work day and she was murdered <laughs> by a crazy inmate, right? She was eaten. By a crazy inmate. She was murdered. She was eaten. Eaten. Which, again, that's one of those things that goes so far. But you can go that far for a little bit because the whole thing is not like that, right? Right. So much of it is... That's another example of, like, it's so... Kristen Bell's so believable and grounded and they're all playing it so real that that makes it just even more hilarious. And they also got to do things like when she is being fingerprinted, Okay, that is an example of my all-time favorite kind of comedy. I have tried to do it. I tried to do it once in a pilot that I directed, and I tried to do it with this thing in my movie. And it's like, what it is, is you take a bit and you just extend it for way too long. And I don't think I've ever successfully done it because people are like, eh, it's, it's, it's just going on too long. Mm-hmm. But they did it. I laughed hysterically. Did you get the finger? Did you think the fingerprinting thing? I don't remember it. I didn't write okay. it down. It's the dumbest thing in the world. It's him. Basically, he's going to take her fingerprints because she's been arrested now for the murder, right? And it's just him, 
you know, explaining how he's going to, okay, we're just going to roll your thumb and there you go. How was your day? And he just starts chatting with her, you know, it's like Michael he's Hitchcock. a dentist. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like he's a dentist who's going to like, you know, chat with her while he's working on her teeth. But he's it's this lighthearted fun and he's rolling your little fingers and just got, there you go. Okay, now the next one. And it's just, it goes on forever and it's nothing, but I am dying laughing at how they're, oh, he was they're drawing it out. Very funny. Yes. Oh, God. Yeah. Was this the one with John Michael Higgins in it? No, it was I Michael Hitchcock. I always get them confused, but Michael Hitchcock is is the guy you're talking about. Okay, I must have recently seen John Michael Higgins in something that was hysterically funny. Yeah, where he's so they're oh, both yeah. uh, Christopher Guest guys. Yeah, John they Michael are. Higgins is in Best in Show as uh, yeah Michael McKean's lover, and yes. Michael Hitchcock is in Waiting for Guffman, and he's like Quirky! <laughs> yes, uh, no, 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 yes, yeah, yep. I just all of a sudden I I, I guess I I didn't think I'd been watching that much lately, but I guess I have. Ah. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh, Licorice Pizza. He was in Licorice Pizza. Oh, That's, okay. Yeah, okay. Different. Classy. All right. I haven't seen that yet. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. His scene is crazy oh. <laughs> and funny. But the whole movie, I didn't totally love so much. But um, but his scene is like, oh, my God. So you have to watch it at least for his scene because he's so fucking good. All right. Anyway. <sighs> Are you ready to, to give it man jobs or is there anything else you want to say about it? This is where I falter because if it's just me and what I like and think is funny, like I would give it, I would give it four and a half. Like I loved it. Mm-hmm. And I would only maybe not give it the other half because only because I feel like it's very, it's limited in its audience. Right. Like, but I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Even though yeah. I hate agreeing with you, I would give it four, four man jobs. I, I almost said four stars. Yeah. Like, that's a thing. Um, Who cares about stupid stars? Yeah. Yeah. But I really enjoyed it. And I don't think it's such a limited audience because these books are bestseller. I mean, these yeah. books are huge and these movies do well. So it's not like a real n- niche that, you know. Yeah. Does Jeremy read these books? Um, I've, I've passed on a couple to him. Like, if one of them really blows my mind, I'll tell him you should read it. Like, there's a new HBO Max series coming out called The Girl Before. And that was one I really, really liked and he read, too. And that's did, maybe something did we're he like talk about. Great. Did he like this one? He did, very much. I mean, yeah. you add humor and it's, it's like oh. two of your favorite things in one. It's like chocolate and peanut butter. Yeah. This is like the yeah. chocolate and peanut butter of limited series. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's so subtle and in the pocket and just fucking great. Yep. Agreed. All good. You know what else is like chocolate and peanut butter? Yeah. Pete Wright and Ian Post. Yes, they're who wonderful. Who respectively do the engineering and music for our show. Yes. And if you're enjoying The Manned Cave... Why don't you get on in there and go over and like maybe leave us some stars, write a review, ask us a question uh, in Discord, mancave.com slash Discord. You can go into a community channel, communicate with us. You can uh, find us on Instagram. I'm at at Mandy Fab and Mandy's at at Mandy underscore Kaplan underscore Clavens. And you know what? It's a journey to type out. If you could see the doubt on her face as she's saying. (laughs) No, I I said it right. And let me tell you something. Uh, it's worth the journey. You know, there's oh. a lot of typing, but but the, the destination is worth it, is what I'm going to say. So yeah, come join us, please, you know, That's and so spread sweet. the word. Tell your 
tell your friends about this these sweet ass girls who are doing this podcast for you. Absolutely. And you can support us also by becoming a Fandy if you go to mancave.com slash Fandy. It's just five bucks mm-hmm. a month. You get all sorts of cool shit and you become our favorite. Yeah. We yeah, will like we you better favorites. than anybody else if you are a Fandy. A paid Fandy. Yeah, yeah. No, it's about the cash. Definitely. Cash yeah. supporters definitely get priority. I'm in the middle yeah. of cutting out a few friends and family right now. So it's a day of awkward phone calls for me. Um, oh, also, you can redeem yourself by wearing one of our fantastic uh, Mandy's t-shirts. We have swag. I mean, I've never had swag. It's a dream come true for a little girl from Texas. Uh, and so you just go to mandcave.com slash merch. Get yourself a travel mug and travel to podcast places you could only dream of. That's what I'll say. We've been doing these games a lot, but this this is what occurred to me. The title of this show the woman in the window across the street from the girl in the house. It's a, that's it, the title in itself. Would I did it wrong again? What I, the girl in the you window? Did, but that's okay. The woman in the window. The girl no, it's in the, the window. the woman in the house. So, no, it's <sighs> the woman in the, no, no, no. It's the woman in the house across the street from, from the girl, the girl in, the in the window. It makes wow. so much sense. I don't know how you could ever. Wow. Okay. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Go so ahead. it made me think about titles and titles like this that are so on the nose or unbelievable. <laughs> Where do most of those titles appear? You mentioned it right at the top of the episode. Lifetime television. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay, okay. So the name of this game is Lifetime or Lie Time. Oh, wow. All you did was take out the F. Do you see how lazy I am? My God. Lazy and clever. (laughs) So I'm going to name a movie. Mm -hmm. Give you the title. You say, that's real. Or that's Mandy. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. Born ready. Baby monitor, sound of fear. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. Of course that's Lifetime. No, it's you. It's you. That is Lifetime. No. Yes, it's real. Oh, my God. Now, uh, full disclosure for those who are thinking, wow, that one Mandy is a dumbass, and I'm not going to specify which Mandy. Um, But... Be, I do not watch Lifetime. I'm too classy for Lifetime. Way too classy. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't I'm see how I'm composting much... <laughs> and I don't have time during my composting <laughs> to watch That's Lifetime. True. Oh, God. I'm such an ally for women, you know? That's, well, that's what I am. Fight and me. For the you earth. got that wrong. Okay. <laughs> you got it wrong. <sighs> the Can't next be smart one. and pretty. Okay. Yes. The girl with too many frenemies. Okay, that's you. That's me. Okay, good. That's me. <laughs> um, the 12 men of Christmas. That feels like a lifetime one. That is lifetime. Uh, yeah. And it also sound, feels like um, my, my senior year of high school. But anyway, go on. <laughs> <laughs> Prom Gone Wrong. The Marley Denton Story feels like lifetime that is me oh interesting who's marley denton i just made it up <laughs> wow well done but i thought the colon and the something something story <laughs> would sell it and it did it yeah. totally did you should write lifetime movies why don't we'll play a game i you think write i just a lifetime... did oh yeah the yeah, whole yeah, thing that's true. yeah i'm gonna write that i'm gonna have the script to you in three weeks <laughs> Okay, uh, let's call our costume designer, Jessica McClintock, and see if she can do all the dresses for the prom. 
Do you remember her? Of course. Okay. Yes. Oh, the sad thing is I used to covet Jessica McClintock dresses. Like I'd see them in the windows at the mall. Yes. They they were like the shabby chic of our generation, right? Was the, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we we wanted to all look like prairie girls. No, that's Laura Ashley you're thinking of. Jessica McClintock was like poofy sleeves and sequins and sparkles, very like 80s pageanty. And they were like, uh, you know, I was not raised in a ton of wealth and they were out of our price range. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I was Did at the old to... TJ Maxx and Sears looking for my prom dresses, folks. <laughs> I used to go to the Jessica McClintock store at the mall, though. Like if my mom was shopping, I'd be like, can I just go over and look? Yeah. yeah so I was with you. I was oh. with you. <gasps> OK, let's rem- get it. Let's reach out to Jessica McClintock corporate and see if we can't make some dreams come true. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think that that's definitely our next photo shoot. Yes. Oh, Maybe we need a T-shirt us of prom. us. And- yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. OK. <laughs> All right. I'm making note. Great. Uh, okay, the next one. Valentine Smith, the love detective. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, uh, you. That's you. That is me. Okay. That is me. <laughs> Inspector Mom. Oh, that feels like Lifetime. That's Lifetime. Yeah. Yeah, that feels right. Married to a murderer. Oh, that's definitely Lifetime. That's me. You would have been more creative than that. Come on. No, that's me. I'm that, trying I'm trying to trick you. you. Know that was me. No, I, I know. But I, I got to tell you, I'm going to call, uh, what do you call, like a mulligan or like I'm going to call a, a you want foul me to do on the it play? Over? No, 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 no. I'm just going to tell you that by next week, I'm going to find the Lifetime movie that's called Married to a Murderer. Okay. <laughs> because I know it exists. All right. Well. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I want to hear about your prom dress a little bit more, too. I want to know like shape, color. I want to know what you went with. So my prom dress, we actually spent money on. Here's the deal. Okay. To my junior prom, I wore a hideous, or I loved it at the time, giant poofy sleeves, red lace. Uh, It was a bridesmaid gown from my cousin Melissa's wedding. And I promised my mom if we bought that dress, I would wear it to my junior prom. Sure. I didn't even know junior proms existed. So cool, cool, cool. mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Are only juniors allowed at the junior prom? Well, you could invite whoever you wanted as your date. Okay. But okay. It was, yeah. So yeah. Um. So I Sexy. wore that to my junior prom. Okay. Um. And then you <laughs> dyed it and wore it again for your senior prom. No. So because we spent zero on my junior prom dress, my mom said we could spend money on my senior prom dress, which I had yeah. made because remember I was Dolly Parton. I had huge, oh, yes. huge boobs, and yes. not one dress at the mall would fit me. Nothing. So we went to like a tailor. And they made it. And I loved it. And my hair was red and long and curly. And I looked like, I thought I looked like Nicole Kidman in Dead Calm. Yeah, you did. Matt Boren, if you're listening, shout out my amazing prom date, Matt Boren. You got to go to the prom with Matt Boren? Who continues to make my life a better place. Oh, I love him. That's great. And uh, found out at the end of the prom, I did the whole thing with a curler in the back of my hair. (gasps) Right tucked under my banana clip. So Matt didn't find that when you were going down on him? No. What? Oh. No. Sorry, Matt. I know you just finger banged. It's it's cool. Yeah. Um, no, he's fine. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> oh, my God. That is that is dreamy. I love that story. Yeah. What did I, you wear to yeah. your prom? Uh, I wore a 
strapless, which I have not done since. Uh, but I managed to pull up a, like, you remember Demi, it was right kind of in the, in the tone of Demi Moore's Oscar dress at the time. Um, it was like a, it was little, uh, strapless pink. I wore oh. pink, kind of a tight little number with a short little skirt. And then though it had the long train that sort of like, wasn't like it was short in the front, but long in the back, you know? Okay. So it had, it was, it was super weird. And I think I had like long elbow length pink gloves. I only had the one prom. It was my this senior prom. This is not a look I can picture you in at all. And I need, oh some, my God, I need you to can't see even a imagine the giant hair. Oh, I will show you the hair. I mean, I'll show you the picture. Giant, giant, hot rolled out to here, long hair with the bangs and my date because I was working and I didn't know anybody at my high school. Mm-hmm. My date was the magician from the show that I was in. <laughs> And I was his assistant, Ray Anderson, the most handsome guy, great dancer. We would have had the night of our lives if his boyfriend hadn't showed up. But oh. that was also the night that I found out my high school counselor was gay. So, you know, oh. it, it all worked out. And we had a great time anyway. That uh, should be yeah. the Harley Denton story. It really, you know what? You're not lying. Prom gone wrong. If, if Marley hadn't been so easygoing, there, there yeah. could have been some drama. Yeah. Well, I do have a few more titles, but I'm so enjoying this prom discussion. I don't even (laughs) think they matter. Why don't you give me one more? I'll give you, I'll give you the last um, four and you tell me which one I came up with. Okay. Are you ready? Yep. She's too young. (laughs) Deadly sugar daddy. Mother, may I sleep with danger. My stepson, my lover. I want to say you did Mother May I Sleep With Danger. No, that is my favorite lifetime title of all time. It's what inspired this game. That is a Tory Spelling movie, Mother May I Sleep With Danger. Oh, God. What's I, your second guess? Oh, God. You're, she's, wait, she's too young. She's too mother, young. Deadly Sugar Daddy, My Stepson, My Lover. Jesus, those are all really good. Uh, my Stepson, My Lover? No. No. Deadly Sugar Daddy? I don't know. That is mine. Yeah. Deadly Sugar Daddy. That one sounds very real. You're you know? welcome. I had a couple, and if I hadn't killed him first, it would have gone bad for me. You know? Oh, coming up oh. next week on the Mand Cave. Hang on. Is that a mystery for our listeners? <laughs> <laughs> I will say okay. I, it is my plan to try and post those prom pictures somewhere. So great. Yeah. If you're not a fandy, you might want to become one to see those prom pictures. I, I'm going to locate them. We're, we're going to get on that. I know I where mine it. is. I sleep with it under my pillow. What? Just kidding. <laughs> oh, Matt. Oh, Matt. You still boring. got it. You still got it, kid. All right, All right. Well, great. So what's up? Wait, you have to. Oh, wait, I'm assigning you. Yes. Oh, no. Sorry. I, li- I had a little stroke. I was having a stroke. Okay. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. I very rarely have something I'm so excited to watch. And I'm cheating. I'm not being mean at all because I think you are also going to love it. So I think you're I'm stalling s- and you don't have anything. <laughs> no, I really do have something. Okay. And I actually remembered what I had because, you know, nine times out of 10, I'm like, oh, shit. What was I going to say? I'm the best co-host ever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I I want to watch Murderville on Netflix. Yes. Yeah, yes. right? Yeah, yes. we're going to love it. It's, I'm sorry, Fandies, the whole thing about us disagreeing on everything. There's some things you just can't disagree on, and these shows will be one of them. So we're will either going to... We're either going to dry dry hump it together or we're going to tear it apart because it's awful. But either way, it'll be us doing it together. Friendship. Hashtag friendship. Hashtag blessed. Yeah. Hashtag I love you. 
I love you. <gasps> you too. said it first because you said knew it, first. it mattered. Look, it's valid. It's almost Valentine's Day. You know what I mean? This is our Valentine's Day show. Precious and few. Yep. Are you don't have to do that. No. No. You don't have to. You don't. Have, nope. That's no, okay. Pete. Pete. Cut. Cut the tape. Cut the tape. We're good. Love you. Love you. <laughs> 